Welcome back to a very, very special, long-awaited, long-attempted, many times attempted episode <laughs> of Exploring the North Shore, where we have finally succeeded in doing the thing I think we said we were going to do like two summers ago. Hey, it wasn't our fault. It was not our fault. So we did tease this in a previous episode saying we were going to go on a hunt for something and then it failed because they didn't appear as we thought they would and if you recall you're probably figuring out by now that we are talking about the northern lights and if you are a fan of the north shore or if you even just live in minnesota or the northern part of the united states in general you might know exactly what i'm talking about because you saw them yourself perhaps we are talking about the northern lights also known as the aurora borealis and they are those colorful streaks of basically sun, what is, like the sun throwing a hissy fit. <laughs> what did we of, say? The sun was being flamboyant. The sun was being flamboyant. It, oh, it's That's flares. Right. Flares. Flares from yeah. the sun. There flares we from the sun. So I knew it somewhere in my head. It's when the sun is being flamboyant and it decides to make an <laughs> appearance at nighttime. Can see them here on the North Shore, which we did just last week. So this episode is all about what the Northern Lights are, how to find the Northern Lights, and our experience seeing what was, I've heard, the best Northern Lights display in like 30 years here on the yes. North Shore just this last week. So I'm Jay. And I'm Mark. And this is Exploring the North Shore. Big question is what are the Northern Lights? And essentially, the Northern Lights, also known as the Aurora Borealis, which translates to Dawn of the North, are colorful, kind of cloud like lights from, and I'm gonna, these are big words, so bear with me here. When charged particles from the sun enters the Earth's atmosphere and collides with the Earth's gaseous particles. So there you go. It's when the sun decides to spit stuff down at us at nighttime. And well, I mean, it happens during the day too. You just can't yeah. see it. But, and it hits the gas particles in our atmosphere and creates light that you can see. Um, however, I will say cameras and if you wear special glasses that I found out actually do exist, you can see the lights better. With the naked eye, they appear kind of shades of green and kind of violet and mm -hmm. then mostly white. Uh, but typically the lights are green, but last week we were seeing purple and yellow and red and... I think we, we do get those just like the green, the shades of greens are the most popular here where we are. Yep. So it has to actually do with the height where the colors kind of come through. Mm -hmm. So the green you're seeing at about 60 miles above the earth, uh, I believe the red lights appear more about 200 miles above the earth. So the higher you go up, the, it's just a different color. And you mostly see green because that's the, our visibility. So a big thing about the Northern Lights is you need to have both the solar storm happening where those flares are entering the atmosphere, but you also need a crystal clear sky. If Which it's cloudy, has been our issue. yeah, that's the hard part. 
if it's cloudy, you're not going to see them because the clouds are typically lower than the lights themselves. Mm -hmm. So they completely block it out. Another thing that can very easily block out the northern lights is a full moon. Yeah. So if oh, there's yeah, I didn't think about yeah, that. if there's a full moon or a full-ish moon, even like a, a you know a third quarter moon, it's going to be too bright and it's going to interfere with the lights. You might still be able to see them, but you're not going to see them like we did last week because last week was this really beautiful crescent moon with like Ju Jupiter right above it. That in itself is pretty cool to see. And then the northern lights appearing around it was even cooler. So you need the right elements in order to see the northern lights. And they are incredibly hard to predict. Even that day, you can look at the forecast and be like, oh, there's going to be northern lights tonight. And I have a good chance to see it. And the KP index, which I'll explain that in a second, is high. Like, we're going to be able to see the northern lights tonight. Well, no, not necessarily, because you could get clouds rolling in unexpectedly uh it could be a for you know the forecast could simply just be wrong mm -hmm. and other times people suddenly start posting on facebook like hey the northern lights are out and no no warning. advance warning. yeah sometimes i wake up in the morning and i'll open facebook and there's northern lights pictures and i'm just lying there going gosh darn it my like app did not alert me that this was going to happen well if the app would notify like Hours early before, in the day yeah. like noonish like midday instead of like oh 7 seven thirty. there's a good chance you'll see the northern lights right now and it's like well I have no time to prepare now yeah so it's it is not often that you are going to get a heads up that the northern lights are appearing so if you plan to travel to the north shore for the sole purpose of seeing the northern lights I wish you good luck and I really hope you see them but the chances are not high I have lived on the north shore for a very good chunk of my life from like eight to 16. And then again, for the past like 10 years, I have seen the Northern Lights maybe five or six times in my entire life. Given I don't go out looking for them. Like if I do see that they're high, like the KP index is high and the probability of seeing them is high, but I'm already at home and I'm in my pajamas. I'm less inclined to go out and see them than you might be if this is the purpose of you being here. But to just, randomly stumble upon them or even have the advanced warning that they're going to happen it just does not happen mm -hmm. that much so just be aware of that I wouldn't make an entire trip just to see them because I'm worried you'll be disappointed but if they happen while you're here absolutely go outside and yep. see them so how can you learn they're happening and predict before they happen or at least give you enough of an advanced warning like we got on Thursday of last week, which was March 23rd of 2023. And that is to have some uh, Aurora apps on your phone. I like the Aurora forecast and alerts is what it's called. Aurora forecast and alerts. Cause that one actually does send me alerts. Is that the one that I have? Yep. It sends alerts, but it will send you alerts like, hey, look outside right now. You might be able to see the northern lights. Not necessarily a, hey, the northern lights might be out in a few hours. So just it's again, very, be aware. It's very in the, moment, in the moment. It could or could not be happening right now. You sh could go check and you may see them. Yeah. <laughs> and you can check that app and it will have a forecast. What it's going to show you is something called the KP index. And I tried to actually Google what KP index stand for? And the answer is the planetary K index. Does not say what the K stands for. I can't find what the K stands for, 
But just know the KP index is the rating in which it is the probability that you will see the lights. We are typically at like two, three, even four all the time all the here time, on the North yeah. Shore. But you're not going to see the lights until you get to that five, six, seven KP index. Mm -hmm. And if you want a spectacular, incredible, wild showing like we got last week, you're looking at a KP index between seven and eight. Which very rarely happens up here. Very rarely. And I, I even read an article about a couple that went to Iceland for the sole purpose of seeing the Northern Lights. And they were there for a week. And they didn't see the Northern Lights in the middle of winter in Iceland until they were on the plane flying back. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. So even in a place where Northern Lights are very well known to be a lot of the times doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see them. So even there, if, if people can't predict them there, then we definitely can't predict them here. But that Aurora forecast will kind of give you a heads up uh, and it will give you a message kind of at the moment when it, you can go out and see them. Another really good resource for kind of predicting Northern Lights is the NOAA Space Weather Prediction Center website. That one will kind of give you a forecast, both combining the KP index and the weather forecast to determine the probability of seeing the Northern Lights. Now, that one won't give you like alerts. Like, I don't think there's any way to sign up for alerts on there, but you can check it during your stay, maybe every afternoon, kind of check it and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe there's a chance tonight. Another website, and actually this is where we got our heads up. It's not a website. It's a Facebook page. It's Astro Bob's Astronomy for Everyone. And that's where you saw. I actually didn't visit Cook County, shared his yes. post, yeah. and I saw it, and then I shared it. But yeah. He does update when there's going to be northern lights visible in the sky. So I started following his page after that. And I've got, you know, he's got some articles and some really interesting astronomy things. And it's kind of fun and engaging. So it's definitely a great Facebook page to follow. And then if you're just scrolling Facebook, you might catch that there will be a show uh, that evening. As far as where to see them. Just get away from light pollution. Very simple. It's, it really is that simple. Just move <laughs> away from the cities and the towns, even if it's like a couple of streetlights can just completely throw off any yeah. chance of seeing it. So drive away from them. I remember one time I was driving back from work. So I worked in Lutzen and I was driving back to Grand Marais and right around Cascade State Park, suddenly I look up and I'm, I'm seeing some weird moving clouds. They didn't have color <laughs> yet. And it was still kind of early in the evening. It was like five o'clock, but it was middle of winter. I think it was January. So it was darker sooner. I'm like, I bet you those are the Northern Lights. And I pulled my car off at the uh, Cascade State Park wayside rest. And I looked up and there they were. And I, I got out of my car. It was freezing. I remember that like negative temperatures Fahrenheit. And I sat on the roof of my car and I just looked up at the lights. And they were, it was like a curtain of light coming down and mm -hmm. waving. Like it was a curtain and the window was open and the wind was blowing it. So it was like these waves of light above my head. And I, it was really cool. And like two other people pulled over and they were also looking up and we were just kind of all sitting there kind of in silence. We, we said hello to each other, but didn't really talk after that. And the one guy was like, are these the Northern Lights? I'm like, they sure are. <laughs> and just sat there and watched them. 
for a few minutes and then got back in my car and drove on. So that was right down by Lake Superior at Cascade State Park Wayside Rest. So super close to the highway and really just right in between Grand Marais and Lutzen. Mm -hmm. The show we had last week was incredibly unique in that you could see the Northern Lights from every direction. Yep. It was north, it was south, it was east, it was west. We were like in the epicenter of it and it was going south of us. So for the first time ever, I looked south and saw them, which kind of blew my mind. Usually you have to look north, which um, there's lots of lakes and public boat landings and parking spaces and overlooks that do look north. Most of our overlooks look south because they're looking at Lake Superior. That is true. Unless you go. Unless you go away from Lake Superior. Yeah. So trail. Um, some of the roads that you can drive on are like Highway 2, Highway 1, uh, Sawbill Trail, Gunflint Trail, Arrowhead, Arrowhead trail. trail. Go up those roads. Find yourself a public boat landing on a lake that faces north. But there are just there's so many places. Just drive. Get out. Get away from the city. Drive. Be careful if it's in the winter because some of the roads are not yeah don't maintain don't end up down a snowmobile trail (laughs) yes don't trust google maps or um or your map app to not lead (laughs) you down a trail instead of a road it happens all the time definitely use caution plan your route out ahead of time look at the map to make sure it's an actual road and not a seasonal road um the gunflint trail is paved the entire 57 mile length of the road and it's usually pretty accessible, but of course, you know, if it's just snowed recently, there might be ice. Again, use caution and be aware that you're not going to have cell phone service out there. So have your backup plan and your safety kit in your car just in case. Uh, the Arrowhead Trail is half paved, but most of it is going to be gravel. gravel. So a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive car is recommended. Same thing with Sawbill Trail. The bottom part's paved, but most of it is gravel. Uh, highways one and two are both paved pretty, I think the whole thing, but again, just if it's winter time, use caution in the summertime, go find a spot. And you can usually tell where the good spots are because people will start gathering in yep. them, especially in the summertime. I we didn't see more people when we were out. Yeah. I think it's because we were there so early. Even on the drive back though, That's like true. I would have expected, like we passed Six cars, maybe? Yeah, a handful of cars on the entire drive and driving by any of the waysides or just spots we thought were cool. There were people. Yeah, I was very surprised. Yeah. But then again, it's like the only reason we were out there is because I happened to see a post on Facebook. It was also a Thursday in March, which is kind of a slow time. Usually, I think if it had happened on Friday night, there would have been or in the loads summer. of people or in the summer. Uh, so, yeah, look for other <clears throat> people because other people will probably have a pretty good idea of where to go and the, where the best places are. Again, you want clear skies. You want to get away from light pollution and you want to make sure you are prepared for pretty much anything. Have your backup plan in place. Uh, another thing to realize is that You see these pictures of the Northern Lights on blogs, apps, Facebook, wherever, and they're these vibrant colors, but the naked eye can't actually see those vibrant colors. What you're mostly going to see with the naked eye is like a white cloud 
that looks like it's moving and kind of fires light through it. Like light will pulsate through it. So if you see a pulsating cloud, that's the Northern Lights. That's when you want to pull over, pull out your phone, your cell phone. Well, most cell phones these days, if it's newer than five or six years old, is going to be able to take a picture that will show you the colors more. And as like, I would hold my phone up and actually let it adjust to the light. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would just watch the lights through my phone. And you can do that. So just hold your phone up and kind of let it focus on the light and adjust to the lights. And you'll start to see those greens and those reds and those violets and the yellows and all the other colors coming through. I feel like once I took it away, I can then see the colors a little bit better because I knew what they, like my brain knew what they were and it could Mm -hmm. translate that into the colors we were seeing. Yeah. um, The first lake we were at. uh, Second ago. You could clearly, very clearly see the greens. And then once we took the phones out and let them adjust to the sky and our eyes adjust to that, you could see the purples. And yeah, once I took the camera away, I could see, especially when those purples or reds got really, really bright, you could actually like tell the colors apart, which was really cool. But like we said, when we were seeing them, that was a very, almost once in a lifetime for up here. (laughs) So like you may not get the vibrant show we got, but you'll still, it's, it's incredible. You'll, you'll love it either way. So check those sources. That I mentioned earlier, the apps, put them on your phone, check the websites, check Astro Bob's Facebook page and get a feel for if it's going to happen. And there's like the North Shore Vibe group and even, I don't know if the community pages, but the North Shore Vibe group will let you know. Mm -hmm. Somebody will post on there pretty quickly if the Northern Lights are visible anywhere on the North Shore. So like that Facebook page too, if you don't already, check it out during your stay. Check the websites, check them at noon, check them at 3 p.m., check them even at 5 or 6 p.m. Because sometimes we don't even know until the sun goes down. Mm -hmm. You do have to wait for the sun to completely set. In fact, what you're going to hear in this next part is essentially us chasing the the moment (laughs) that we started chasing the sunset. It was recorded there. You know, this next section you're going to hear. I don't know what I was thinking. We got we didn't know about this at about like between noon and three somewhere in there we knew there was gonna be a high probability of seeing mm-hmm. them seeing the northern lights and we planned to go out i didn't grab the microphones <laughs> so we a lot of it's recorded with just the phone so if the quality is not great i do apologize is martha and i experiencing the start of what was an incredible night. We were out from 7.15 because we wanted to get to the end of the Gunflin Trail by the end of twilight, which was at like 8.30 that night, in order to see it come out. And we did. We saw them come out. So up next, you're going to hear a few seconds of us in the car (laughs) and me throwing my phone at Martha. You'll hear. And then us at Sagnaga Lake at the end of the Gunflint Trail. I do accidentally um, say it's Siegel. So just keep that in mind. It's Sag. I got confused. I apologize for being very overwhelmed with what I was seeing (laughs) at that moment. Uh, So yeah, up next is our Northern Lights experience on the night of March 23rd, 2023, when the KP index was between 7 and 8. And just a heads up, if you do go on like a Northern Lights hunt, be prepared for a long, 
late night because sometimes you're not going to see the northern lights until midnight yeah sometimes 2 a.m 3 a.m as long as it's before sunrise they can appear at any time Anytime, they don't necessarily yeah. appear right at sunset or even an hour into two hours into the evening like you might have to wait for a late night so pack some snacks pack some blankets if it's cold drink some, some bug coffee. spray if it's warm <laughs> drink some coffee and get on out there and look for those northern lights this podcast episode is sponsored by cascade vacation rentals they know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected that's why they're here to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. There's like, there's one there, there's one there, there's one like forming right above us. Oh my us. gosh, there's one, there's one right above it's us. It's shooting. Oh my, oh my god. god! You yes! can't see it! <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Can you find it? I don't know where I'm strapping. Here, I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. They're, they're, you can't see them. You can't see them, I promise you, they're there. Oh, do you see that one forming yes. right there? Yes. There's one right there too. Oh my god. You can't see it. Okay, we're gonna go where you can see it. It's just so cool. The Northern Lights are out, everybody. So, um, not only are they out, but they are like they are out. They are vibrant. They are. It's like it's so uh, crazy. They're over our head. They're like shining down upon us from above. Um, we're, we're at we're at Trails End, Seagull Lake. Sitting on top of a like huge ten-foot tall snow, freezing our buns off. <laughs> Luckily, I had a blanket, so we are sitting on a blanket. But we've just been sitting here for probably I, I don't even like time does not make yeah. sense anymore. Um, so flipping cool. <laughs> we don't have a microphone, so we are literally recording whatever my camera sound can pick up. So we do apologize <laughs> if the audio is absolutely horrendous, but. Wow. Just wow. In incredible. My mind is so blown right now. It's what are, sky things, man. Sky things. Sky things. Sky things make Martha emotional. They do. I'm a little cold. I wish I'd put my other jacket on, but I don't care enough to get down Impromptu, off the snowbank. Impromptu, man. We go with what we got. Is that the Big Dipper right there shining through the middle of it? Um, or is the Big Dipper over there? A big dipper's right there. That's a little dipper. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we're seeing we're just looking out over the lake and like and there are just curtains of light. Of lights around us. And they all just keep shifting. Like this has moved. Here. Yeah. It's when moving we west. Yeah. They're just shooting across the sky all around us. We started driving up at about 7:30 and the sun set at 7:18. So I really thought. We were chasing the sunset. <laughs> we were definitely chasing the sunset. <laughs> it took forever to get dark, but at around 8.15, we started looking out and seeing 
shadows or like not, but it looked like clouds. It looked yeah. like clouds in the sky, white clouds in the sky, but it's not a cloudy day today. It's definitely a clear, sky. clear skies. We can see every star and every planet that's visible. And then there's these lights and it's like they're shooting up from somewhere. It's almost like a, like a casino. You know how they have those lights that go up? Yeah, or how I can describe it and the best way that would make sense to me is like when it's super cloudy and there's just a hole in the sky where the sun shines through, those bands of like sunlight that you can see, it's like that but at night. And they're getting bigger. They yes. started small and they're like streaking like across the sky like it's side like, to side but also up and down. Video, it's the whole sky right now Jeez. over here pretty much and just the really bright ones are just what we can see with our eyes and i have to say i think we made a very good choice of the driving location. all the way yeah. up to see the end like trails end <laughs> we are here from light pollution is actually is this seagull lake i don't know you I are don't asking know. the wrong person <laughs> there's an informant information sign to my right under like 10 feet of snow that i can't see but that's okay yeah we're well, sitting on what is probably <laughs> shoreline Oh, the, yeah, there's like a boat landing around underneath here somewhere us, underneath yeah. us. Ah, I Actually, I think this might be beach. And I think that the, the shorelines where these rocks are over here. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see where I'm pointing. I'm going to stop and take a picture of what I'm seeing right now because it's, yeah, wow. The brain is Hold really, on. really bright right there. We're back. Um, I had to stop to take pictures because they are just cr- like there is like there above us if we were there above us Iceland behind us really in front intense? of us yeah if we were there right now this like slight ribboning that we can see just with our eye would be so crazy intense but it's still so, so cool it literally it literally goes from like the it's horizon streaking. in the north yeah and it disappears over the tree line to the south of us that's how intense it is right now like I'm I can take a picture straight up at the sky and you you see see green and purple and then just these ribbons and it's it's so intense and it's so pretty like it's still cool do you see that right there it's moving it's like a star but it's moving it must be a satellite oh yeah yeah that's probably a satellite or or a plane no it couldn't be a plane that's the boundary waters it's a satellite I think why is it moving? It's cruising or it's aliens. It's, it, the thing is, it was going like fast and then it slowed down. Yeah. yeah, I saw that and it's doing it again. I wonder if that's going to show up in your time lapse. Oh, probably. Okay, I don't know what we're seeing right now because it's not, I thought, can satellites change speed? I don't know, but it's weird because it does look like it like stops and pauses. Yeah, and then it goes again, and it changed directions. It was going across the horizon, and now it's going over us. Um, it's zigzagging. What is that? Oh, my God. Okay, this had better be in the time lapse. Otherwise, we are going to sound like crazy people. <laughs> what the heck? That's so weird. It is zigzagging. It is absolutely zigzagging. I've never seen anything like that. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if, like, uh, what's that? What's the Elon Musk satellite system thing? Oh, Star- no. Starlight? Starlink? Starlink. Star- Starlink, yeah. If, like, Starlink just happened Stargate. to pass by. <laughs> if, okay, I'm going to stop again and take a picture of whatever <laughs> this is moving over our head while it's still kind of here. It is weird hold on hold on if we don't come back it's because we were abducted send help okay we're back 
um, I followed the mysterious thing to the sky and it just disappeared. Like we were watching it and following it and I was taking a picture and it did show up in a couple of them. So I'll, I'll share that on the blog and everybody or on uh, Instagram. Everybody can decide what you think. This is okay. So back to the back to the Northern Lights. Now that we're done with the uh, strange, mysterious, mysterious uh, sky, I'm like still object. looking for it. It like flew basically in. It basically flew it's into the Big Dipper and disappeared. No, it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't get how it disappeared. It's got to still be up there. Oh, it's over our heads. It's it's right there. I think I don't know. Hard to tell. It's behind one of the uh, northern lights now, so it's that was interesting. It was. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to what we were saying. It is this incredible show. It's actually, it's it's definitely still going. I think it's going to get more intense tonight. So I think our plan is to hop back in the car, drive back down the trail, um, maybe warm our bums a little. Bums a little. Our car has seat warmers. It's amazing. Set up shop in a new location. Gonna check out maybe the Laurentian Divide, which is down, I don't even know what lake, maybe Loon Lake, perhaps. I'm saying lots of things, having done zero <laughs> research. You would think I would know this because we have like a cabin here. We spend a lot of time back here, but uh, I don't. It's nighttime, and for me, I have no sense of direction once it's dark outside. If it wasn't for, like, that direction thing in the car telling us which way we were facing, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. the light should be to our right, or the light right. should be straight ahead. Car I would have had no clue. But at this point, the lights are literally everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> the stars are out. There's not a cloud in the sky. This is literally the perfect formula for seeing the northern lights. You want a and clear no day. Wind. Yeah, it's no wind. Silent. It's beautiful. That's the other thing I was going to say. It's so quiet out here. I kind of feel like I sound like I'm whispering just because it's, it's so, so quiet. quiet. <laughs> I feel like our voices are really caring. So if I come off as being whispery, one, we're not using a microphone. We're literally using just the phone. And two, I it's quiet. And like it's I could, quiet. when I was taking the pictures, I was doing um, like 10 second like shutters. Yeah. And I could hear the blood thumping in my head, in my ears. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're. When you're taking the photos, it has like a whole, it's taking a photo for 10 seconds. So you're like trying to hold your breath and not move. Like, I'm good. I'm good. You're like, thump. thump so it's thump, just thump, completely thump. silent when we're taking photos. <sighs> okay. I feel like it might. Is it getting less intense, maybe? A little bit? Um, It's not less intense. It's just everywhere now. Uh, yeah. Now it's just lights video? everywhere. Yeah. Um, So I think it's oh, a good time. Oh, see some. Here's the like, thing. Directly above us. I think we're too north. Yeah. I don't. I didn't think I, I could say that, that living we in Minnesota. In spot for the start. The start. Yeah, I'm really glad. It's, it's all shifting around us. So I think we're gonna hop in the cart. We're gonna head back down the Gunflint Trail. We're gonna end up back in Grand Marais. So stay tuned for a little. Uh, yeah, we're light gonna go check out the Guardians. Yes. Oh yes. Light hunting adventures. With Jane Martha. And hopefully we see a moose too. Rock we always my world. Saw... Rock my world, but North Martha, Shore. Rock what, my world. Wait, what did we see? Oh, we saw a wolf. And like. A just... very um, domesticated wolf. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he did not seem to care. Well, he kind of he kind of looked at us. And like backed up a little bit. But he, he was a little, yeah. very interested in the car. He hopped up on that. He hopped a good five six feet up on the uh, snowbank that was there and kind of walked and, along yeah. the snowbank and was just kind of looking at us. But he was a big wolf. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We definitely. I don't think I've seen a wolf since I moved oh. up here. So check that off my list. Oh, I used to see him in my backyard all the time. I used to like chasing him away. Like okay. Your backyard. That's going to be my backyard. Yeah, that's right. Oh, great. That's oh yeah, Martha great. just bought my house. That's that's a life update. <laughs> okay, man. If you were here, if you were here on March twenty third and March twenty fourth, I really hope you saw these because they're. <sighs> I feel rejuvenated. Right. This is it's great. Such a, it's uh, everything about this experience. It's kind of weird. Being away from the noise. Yeah. And just. The town. Yeah, just being here. Spiritual. The sky is green right now. And I can see the purple now. I'm seeing the colors more just by looking with my eyes. Okay. We took like literally hundreds of photos. We have a time lapse going. I think we're going to cut out and try to move on. Stay tuned, but definitely check out our Instagram. Um, TikTok. <laughs> uh, maybe. Our, our Instagram is Exploring <laughs> North Shore. Our TikTok is uh, at StayCVR stay because we are sharing it with Cascade Vacation Rentals now. But yeah, okay. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> We are in current amazement. Is it just fear? Is the moon like really low now all of a it sudden? <laughs> There's, I'm learning more about nature. Okay, we're going to go. We'll be back. We're back in the office. We did not return last night. Oh, really quick correction. We are at Saginaw Lake. We are not at Seagull Lake. Where we were, they are right next to each other. And I couldn't, I was trying to visualize a map in my head. And I was like, I think this is either Sag or Seagull. I think we went with Seagull last night. It was in fact Sag. So if you go to Trails End and you're at the boat landing, that is Sag. And if you go over to like where the campsites are, I think that's on Seagull. So there you go. Correction for everybody who was like yelling at me during that segment. Who knew? <laughs> How would you know where we were? You wouldn't. You weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> we did say we were at the boat landing at Trails End though. So we did describe our location. It's not like I ever know where we are. So. I know. Yeah. I rarely have any concept. Uh, we left there and we thought we were getting a show at SAG. That was not even like an inkling <laughs> of was... the amazement of what we saw last night. We didn't record because I'm pretty sure all we would have said the whole time was, oh my, oh god. my god, oh my god, look over there, oh my god, look up there. Or it just was... dead silent because we're both just incredibly amazed with what we were witnessing with our eyes. We were recording video mm-hmm. and we were taking pictures so we use my phone to record the podcast too so I was way too busy doing other things to even think about recording sound because I was just trying to take it all in it was so much there's the northern lights and then there's what we saw last night I for up here on the north shore I feel like this is what it's like to live like in the northern part of Scandinavia and like Iceland like the shows they get we got last night it was everywhere. Ev- everywhere. Usually for Northern Lights, 
here in northern Minnesota, you leave your house and you look north. We were seeing them driving south on, I mean, all the way down into Grand Marais. We, I saw them over Lake Superior. Yep. Coming down from the Gunflint Trail, mm-hmm. and you could look up, and there was like this giant ball of light that was like shooting more light down the light strands from the middle of it. Yeah. It was like um. What did I call it last night? Like the Lightning? epicenter. Oh, yeah. It was like the epicenter in this, in a good chunk of the time, it was right above us in the car. And we did get a few pictures where like, you can tell we're looking directly up at it. And then it would just like pulsate from that. And then these, these beams and like streams would just shoot from this one like central spot in the sky. It was absolutely insane. And it really did feel like we were in the middle of it. We were. Everywhere we went too. Like it didn't matter where we stopped along the, from the end of the trail all the way back to town. It just seemed like it, we were engulfed by the Northern Lights. So we left SAG, we started driving and then every now and then we would get a clearing at another lake or someplace and we'd pull over. Martha would stick her head out of the like skylight. I would roll down my window And we would just take more and more pictures. And it was really amazing because it was also so quiet because there was no wind. Mm -hmm. And you could hear other cars coming. So we were able to completely turn off the car and the car lights and still have plenty of time if we heard a car coming to like turn it back on so people would see that we were there. And just stopped at like four or five different places going down the trail. We stopped at Poplar Lake. Um, I have a cabin there. So we stopped at my cabin. Just to, that was when the churning and the light shooting around was the most Mm -hmm. intense. We were there for maybe, we were at SAG for about an hour, and I think we were at my cabin for about an hour. about an hour, yeah. Which is crazy. Which is absolutely crazy. Like, time time was nuts. (laughs) Time wasn't real. No. All of last night. Like, we left, Jay picked me up at my house. Took us about an hour and a half, an hour to get to the end by the time we got there. Yep. And then... So about at a certain point, Jay's just like, oh, we should we should go like see what it's like other places. And then she's like, we were outside sitting there for an hour. And I'm like, there's no way. I think in that part in that segment, we said we were there for 20 minutes. When we said 20 minutes, we'd probably been there for 45. But time had no concept of reality. It was moving at a strange pace. It was just very wild out of this world. It was, yes, that is a great out of this world. It really felt like we were in another time and another place. It was surreal. It was amazing. We came down the hill from the Gunflint Trail at about 11 o'clock because we were standing in the, the Coast Guard parking lot, which isn't the Coast Guard station anymore, but we still call it that. At midnight, because I remember thinking, oh, this is when... Oh, yeah. No, because it's midnight. <laughs> uh, you said something. and I could see oh, the northern lights over the, the lighthouse. Over, yeah. In town, it was very bright for being in town. And she had said something about it. And the post that I had originally seen for us to that prompted us going to see the northern lights was like, oh, midnight. And like after that is when it's going to be like, peak so she's like oh it's so it's so bright it's so cool and I look at the clock and it's midnight I'm like it's midnight standing outside in the dead of night just screaming Screaming. (laughs) (laughs) and then we 
we went to like my house. I live just east of Grand Marais and we could see the lights over my house. I actually dropped you off at about one o'clock, I think. It was like 1245 because I took a few pictures outside okay. of my cabin and those were around one o'clock. Yep. And then I went back to my house and I, I do live just off of Highway 61 and I happened to be pulling into my, as well, as I was driving down the road, once you clear the like streetlights of Grand Marais, suddenly they just reappeared and they were so bright just following the highway it felt like so I pulled over got down on my like side in the middle of highway 61 at one o'clock in the morning and I took one final picture of the lights over the highway and I don't think I've ever seen them that incredible that close to the highway like that close to town so if you were here or if you live here I hope I hope you got the message to go outside. Now we're, we're saying all of this is like last night, last night or tonight. Uh, we recorded the first or the part when we were at SAG. All that happened the evening of March 23rd. It is now March 24th. This podcast isn't going to come out until next Thursday. So it'll, you know, March 20. What's a week? 30th. Yeah. March 30th. I think that is the 26th on Sunday or Monday. I don't know. Anyway. The 30th, because it's seven days from the 23rd. I can do math. I can. <laughs> I know how many days there are in a week. You're hearing this a week later. So don't don't get excited and think, you know, you're going to see them. Because as we mentioned in the first part, it they are just unpredictable. Although you could have seen this show from the cities. I have friends all the way down in southern Minnesota who saw it. Not quite what we saw last yeah. night. <laughs> but it was incredible. It was amazing. I am like still feeling so invigorated. Like we were driving and I made a comment to Martha that I was smiling so much that my face was hurting. <laughs> like my fingers and my legs were just numb because it got cold. It got it to be got about cold. 12 degrees Fahrenheit. And we were sitting in the snow. Yeah. Like literally at one point I was up to my like waist in yeah. waist high snow. <laughs> I have pictures of you. <laughs> And just trying to get these pictures from the best angles I could. And so, yeah, we got very, very cold, but oh man, it was worth it. Totally worth it. So worth it. So worth it. <laughs> so there you go. Will we see a show like that again in the near future? Probably not, but we're going to keep our eyes on it. I want. It's like I have a desire to see them again. Right. I did. So if we see them again. <laughs> oh, that just made me think of last night. Any person that would drive by us. Or if we would see people, yes. I'd be like, um, I hope you're watching the Northern Lights. I hope you're taking time to stop and see them. Yes, we were actually literally yelling at the cars driving And the up, plane, like, too. Like, you better be looking. The oh, plane, yeah, there was a the plane, plane that wasn't the weird satellite slash spaceship that we saw. I was like, I hope you know what you are possibly seeing up there. But we did, by the way, see a UFO. I'm not saying it was aliens. I'm just saying we have uh, no idea what that was. We caught it on video. We did catch it on the time lapse, but it, it you can't tell in the time lapse how it was changing speeds and zigzagging. It just shoots off in the corner of it at one point, but that's okay. We saw it. We know it was there. We don't know what it was, but mm -hmm. that was our evening. We're back now. We're going to wrap this episode up now. We hope that you have the same experience we had when you come up on your North Shore vacation. With that, this has been our Northern Lights Aurora Borealis podcast episode. 
I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this has been Exploring the North Shore.